0: Captain's run with Sam Edmund. Welcome back to the show. Julian De Stoop with you. As we said before the break, another extraordinary night in the World Cup. The Germans are out. The Japanese have topped their group. Belgium is out. And we're building up, of course, to the Socceroos v Argentina. 6 a.m. on Sunday. I've always wanted to be Adam Peacock, but right now I'd love to be Adam Peacock. Code Sports, SEN host. He is in Qatar. He was in the stadium yesterday for the Socceroos. He was in the stadium uh, for Japan versus Spain uh, this morning, our time. He's been good enough to join us. Hello, Adam. Jules, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? Uh, I'm going to cut to the chase. Was that ball over the line or not for the Japanese winning goal?
1: No, I I reckon it was in. I reckon oh, in. So,
0: I've just been smashed you, for saying it was out, and now you've backed them up. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> I didn't hear that.
1: Um, no, it's optical illusion. Look, the, the, the angle that was shown, first of all, on the, on the TV coverage, which looks like it was out. Now, if, for context, everyone obviously probably across the story, but this was lead up to the Japanese second goal. And they totally deserved it as well, by the way. The first 15 minutes that they played in the second half was extraordinary. The amount of pressure they'd put on Spain. They, they made Spain look like a pub team for, for 15 minutes. They just couldn't cope with their pressure. But the, the ball was pretty much over the byline. But the rule is anything that's... It's not like tennis. It's not just the mark that's left on the court of the ball. The sphere that's above the ground, like it goes wider all of that has to be over the line. And, and I don't actually, I can't see a, a view from a proper angle where it's like right on the line that suggests that it is over the line. So it millimetres in it and I'm glad they've gone with the attacking side. How
0: will that be? Uh, how will the news go down in Germany? The fact that that decision and the fact for the second consecutive World Cup, they haven't made it through the group. I think,
1: the, the, the way the germans deliberate things is is through a very much a common sense lens so that they'll look at that decision and go oh it's you know if it was australia or England we'd whinge about it for the rest of the time but <laughs> I, I think the Germans will look at it and go look we we yes that decision might another day have gone for us but um that's not good enough for us that we, we shouldn't be relying on things like that and they've got a very good competition in the Bundesliga I just get the feeling that in the last few years the Bundesliga has turned into this breakneck, end-to-end, counterattacking, ridiculously intense league, and it's probably on par with the Premier League in many senses, that it's it's spun out of control and they're not producing the type of players that they need. Look, they weren't far off, but it is a disaster by their standards that they're not playing in the knockout stages again, as you mentioned.
0: So they'll be looking, as you say, the Germans, are. they're pretty methodical and they're, they're pretty realistic. They'll look over this with a fine-tooth comb, won't they?
1: Oh, yeah, oh, they'll do the most thorough of reviews with cool heads as well. Um, but, yeah, it's like not good enough for a, a league of their standing to not have a national team in the knockout stages of a... Of a, uh, of a World Cup. And look, they, they did this massive review in the early 2000s um, and, and, and worked out their structure and it all filtered through their federation and it, it eventuated in producing a, a generation that did okay at the 2010 World Cup and then was outstanding at the 2014 yeah. World Cup. But it's, it's quizzical what's happened since because they've, they've, it looks like they still have the playing stocks but just not maybe the depth that they require in matches like this.
0: I saw, we're talking to Adam Peacock, Code Sports, SEN host. He's over at the World Cup uh, in Qatar. Saw some of your shots on social media this morning. What was it like in the stadium with the Japanese and the the atmosphere during that game? And saw their, I think it was your shot of the press pack that was around them or the photographers after the game. What was it like in the stadium?
1: I was extraordinary because what was happening was you, you... at the ground, they don't actually show it on the big screen, but they put up the table of the, the, the live ladder as because the, the matches are concurrent, yep. so it, it, it warns against collusion between um, the two fixtures, which happened in 1982 and eventuated in Algeria, missing out in controversial circumstances. But yeah, they, they, they keep everyone updated through there. But yeah, everyone's got their smartphones out and and. When Costa Rica took the lead, Mm. which meant Germany and Spain were out, this this ripple became a roar, became amazement, became holy moly, what on earth is going on here? Uh, After about three or four minutes until Germany equalised, which put Spain back in. But then it meant that uh, Japan had to hold on because if Spain Mm. equalised, 2-1 up Japan, Spain equalised, Japan would have gone from first to third. And they were out. So... In the end, they held on. Um, Spain did attack, but they just couldn't find the solutions to win the game or draw the game, and Japan topped the group. So, amazing. Spain now play Morocco, and Japan play Croatia.
0: Unbelievable group, that one. It's extraordinary for Japan. They beat the two big guns in the group, and then they lose to Costa Rica. What's this tournament said about Asian football so far, Adam? We just had a, a temper text that rightly pointed out from the seven games between Asian and teams and European teams. The Asians have won four of them. We've got one more tonight between uh, South Korea and Portugal. What What's all that say about Asian football compared to European football um, with those results so far?
1: Yeah, it's it's a great thing because it means that the gap is closing, And there is a gap between the European nations and Africa and, and also Asia. The African teams have been pretty impressive and good to watch here. South Americans, obviously, are always going to have death, especially Argentina and Brazil. But, yeah. You know... I, I can't pinpoint it exactly, but there's a number of factors. Look, the conditions will be a factor. Like um, Asian teams are used to playing in Doha, and it is different here. It's like really humid nights. The ball doesn't hold up on the pitch. Like, the balls in behind just do not work because it just skids yep. skids through. So anyone who's played here in Doha are used to the conditions. Maybe it's that. Um, maybe it's the European seasons. We're, we're, we're trying to get a, a guide on having a World Cup in the middle of a European season, is that having a material effect? I don't think it has that much. I think it's made the games of a more intense, higher quality, in fact, because everyone's in the rhythm. But yeah, it's it's just one of those things, I think. And, and the investment that's gone into Asian football over a long period of time, it's, it's kind of paid off.
0: You're one of the, I guess, thousands of Australians that were lucky enough to be there uh, the other night uh, when Matthew Leckie scored and we beat Denmark and went through against all the odds. Uh, what was it like in the stadium? And just watching some of the pictures on the news reports back here, my old mate Clint Stanaway being mugged in every piece of camera that he's done. Uh, what What were the celebrations like afterwards?
1: He deserves it, Stanaway, firstly. Yeah, true. Um, no, uh, the the celebrate. It was weird. that The atmosphere inside the ground for the for the first hour was like a library. You can hear the players talking to each other. they have been criticised for that. Not, the Australian
0: the fans. fans.
1: Well, yeah, I, I, I get it, but they haven't been done any favours by whoever's doing the ticket allocation for starters. because they're all in different pockets. Mm. It's not like there's this one big wall of Australian fans. It's. In my opinion, garbage. But anyway, um, and and it's not the fault of the FFA. I think it's um, FA, I should say. It's it's FIFA who do the allocation. They're, they're in three different parts, and it's just dumb. Anyway, um, it, it was it was it was tense. It was really tense, and you know, big moments happen, and obviously the crowd. But one Blackie scored, everything changed. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone then, all of a sudden, from an Australian perspective, had something to hold on to. And everyone, from a Danish perspective, had something to go after, and then it then it got a bit a bit hectic. But uh, yeah, it was it wasn't the best atmosphere. But what I do know at the Bin Ali Stadium on Saturday night, stroke Sunday morning, the joint is going to go off yeah. because the Argentinians they'd dead set flight to Pluto to follow their team, <laughs> so they're here on mass, and it's going to be rocking that
0: joint. That is going to be, yeah. There's going to be some sort of uh, atmosphere at that game. Where do, where do you rate? this achievement on compared to some of our other achievements you know getting through in 2005 what we did in 2006 winning the asian cup in 2015 we, even though we still got to hopefully some more games to play but just the fact we made it with this squad through wh- where does it rank for you number 1
1: yep yeah i i just think given the expectations going in And I remember 2006 that the expectations weren't sky high because we hadn't been there in so bloody long. So um, even though we had a good squad and we had a great coaching, good hitting, the expectations were okay, but not through the roof. But this time, expectations are through the floor—not through the floor, but down, down below what they were in 2006. So yeah, this is number one. Um, And for this squad, and and look, look, talking to people before the tournament here in Doha, I was here a week before it started you kind of mentioned that you're from Australia. They're just looking at you go, oh, yeah, that's right, you're here. Um, <laughs> yeah, forgot about that. Oh, you got a tough group, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Not one person goes, yep. oh, I'll give you guys a bit of a chance. So, yeah, it was, um, it, it, that's that's why it's number one for me, the, the achievement to get out of the group and, and not done yet. And it, it's funny, there's, there's just a sneaky little thought and everyone's whispering it. I don't want to say it out loud, but Argentina plays a style of game that's not, like full on full throttle the whole time, which might actually not be too bad for the Socceroos, provided they keep their concentrations when the little bloke has the ball. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's the little that's bloke, the absolute key. <laughs> the, the little bloke who is pretty good. He's um, pretty handy. So, yeah, they, they, they play a they play a slow, slow, slow. All of a sudden they go and and go quick and and hurt you in a flash before you even know it. Like you, you've got three three punches on your jaw and you haven't even hit the ground. You don't know what's happened. So. Yeah, they've got that absolute quality, but yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd be fascinated to see how Graham Arnold prepares the team and, and the shape he puts out because yeah, what they're playing with house money here. It's not like they, they need to go and protect and you know to sneak through with a draw or whatever like that. That they can they can go for it a little bit. So i will mean, be. I'd be pretty intrigued to see how Arnie sets up.
0: Has uh, Notegate got much of a run over there? The fact that we uh, got a hold of a little message that the Danes were trying to, ha- to pass around during the second half? Yeah, no, not,
1: not really. Uh, it's a little quizzical, like a funny little thing that kind of pops up and then vanishes straight away because other stuff happens. But yeah, the the the, the, the note that went out with, um, Cornelius when he came on the big Danish striker got thrown on the ground and Mitchell Duke went and picked it up and ran it over to Andrew Clark who can speak he's obviously can speak Danish it might have been in English don't even know what it was and I heard from Andrew Clark and he said look it it didn't do anything for us it, it didn't tell us something that we yep. didn't already know I think it was just like a, a message of this is the shape we're now playing we're playing two strikers up front and they could see that with their own eyes so yeah it was a little trick though it would have been fun if there was some. Actual valuable information on it, but um, yeah, they're always thinking the Socceroos stuff. They're, they're a pretty cluey bunch.
0: Absolutely. Before we let you go, Adam, come on, give us your give us your prediction for Sunday morning our time, because well, let's be honest. If we win, it's the greatest win in Socceroos history. Can you can you make a case yeah. for us?
1: Yeah, yeah, I can. I'm going to be completely biased with my tip. Good. Um, and and um, it's going to be in the paper tomorrow, so I'll, I'll, I won't divert from what I've already written. But uh, I will go one-one after extra
0: time, Uh-oh. and Andrew Redmayne oh. come on in the 119th minute and do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Does he save one from Messi? Yes. Yeah, well, you see, he's been all his penalty's records on great lately, Leno.
1: No, well, it wasn't a good one the other night. It was keeper height, and yeah, Shersney covered it um, really well. But yeah, it, it, I, I, that, that is a factor though. If if Arnie keeps us. Up his sleeve for, for Redman to come and do it again at May, potentially at the end, Is that the ground where we played Peru. <laughs> That's true. It could be at the end in which he did it against Peru. So yeah, that, anyway,
0: that would be, be that would be fabulous, Adam. Again, thanks for your time. I know it's late overnight over there. Uh, enjoy well Saturday night your time, Sunday morning our time. Let's hope it's another golden day for the Socceroos.
1: Fingers crossed. Thanks, Jules.